as I was praying, um, the Lord gave me this, and I, ha I struggled with this title because I kept, I changed it like four times because I'm like, okay, God, what is it that you're wanting me? What's this title? And so this is what I felt I got, and it's called, What Were You Thinking? Okay, so that's the title is, What Were You Thinking? So, and, and I know we've talked a lot about the mind and stuff, but um, every, everything that um, most of you don't know, I'm currently going through some head issues. I'm getting, I, I had been getting like stabbing pains in my head, um, shocks in my face. Um, they think they diagnosed me with the trigeminal. Yes. So that's what they think I have. Um, so um, they're scheduling me for an MRI. They want to make sure it's not anything else. Um, but I've, I, I have been in extreme pain during the middle of the night for hours and wouldn't let up. So, but I knew something was wrong. But um, so as I started praying, because it seems like every time you, you teach, you're attacked, mm -hmm. you know. And I'm like, I don't want to teach anymore, Sharon. No, you know, but, but it's like, but I had to get to the place where it's like, you know what, who am I in Christ? Because you know what, it, it doesn't matter what comes at me. I'm going to still preach the word of God. I'm going to still speak the word of God. So nothing's going to stop me. So anyway, so, so I got this and I was, because I was doing a lot of study on the mind and I know you're a nurse. And so hopefully I'm, I'm getting certain things cor correct and you can let me know if I'm not, because uh, most of the time when you read things on the internet, you get half-truths, and you're like, what is really true, what is factual? But this is what I found, but anyway. So our mind is where our thoughts are born, it's where our emotions are, it's where we're stirred, it's, our, it's where our belief system is, it's who we shape, who we are. It's a battleground. We know Joyce Meyer said it's a battleground. There's conflicting voices that always stir within our mind and these voices can represent our conscience uh, it can also remind us of our past experiences it's a place that holds memories um, words that have been spoken over us can get embedded in our memory whether it can be a positive or a negative thing and so what happens is when those things come at us it begins to impact our belief system Okay, our conscience is where our fears, uh, hopes, our dreams are developed. And these voices can always fill us with self-doubt. We're always like, you know, we are like, ah, oh, you know, we feel like it's the enemy saying, you, you're not good enough or you can't do this and things like that. And so in our mind, we keep hearing the echo of all these voices. It's trying to shape our thoughts. It's trying to shape us and our actions and how we uh, behave and things that come out of our mouth can be harsh it can be judgmental it can be negative and actually we end up displaying that in our lives every day um, some things happen with people uh, their insecurity stems from the wounds of their past the things that they've gone through uh, we actually hear the whispers of god and so we're constantly hearing these things. And so we need to really learn to decipher what it is we're hearing, why we're hearing it, and how to overcome those things. And so um, with the uh, negative thoughts, we know that it can actually represent like poison within us because 
it begins to question our worth and then we don't feel good about ourselves. That's where depression comes in. And so, and, and literally we're dying inside because of everything that's coming at us. But we need to learn to have a filter with faith. And so if we begin to see ourselves and our identity through the filter that how God is wanting us to see, we're gonna be able to see things correctly rather than seeing things in the negatively, and then we begin to see things inaccurately. So take for instance, if we, if we take a picture with our phones, okay, we have the capability, we can look at the image, we can delete it, we can look at the image and go, I need a filter on that. And then, then you put a filter on it, or you know, now, now, now you can put Halloween things or Christmas stockings behind it. So we can do everything we can to change that original image because now we've put a filter on it. And so we're always trying to improve things. And so, for instance, like if you were a woman that has been abused by a man, that has been beaten, most of the time you're going to look at every man the same way because that's embedded in your memory, that's an experience. And so you have automatically a wrong thinking, even though it, it's not true, not all men are like that. You know, and so we've created a memory. Uh, once a cheater, always a cheater. That saying's gone around, you know. And so if, if you've been married and someone has cheated on you and you're like, oh, yeah, this one's probably going to cheat on me too. So see how everything in our mind and our experiences makes us look at things through a different filter, mm -hmm. and even though it's not true. And so we can make inaccurate, inaccurate judgments. So 2 Corinthians, and I may be drinking a lot because my medicine makes me dry, but um, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 4, it says, For we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does, and the weapons we fight with are, the, are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And strongholds is the wrong pattern of thinking. And we demolish arguments and every pretension. And that is our beliefs. So we demolish every argument and belief that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And then we take captive every thought and we make it obedient to Christ. So it's important that we recognize and discern our thoughts Every time we think a thought, there's a pattern, there's a pathway in our brain, and it becomes easier for us to, to think of that thought again. That's why it's like we keep having this reoccurring thought. Well, it's the way our brain is set up. Um, some people will say, you know, I, I just had this random thought come in my mind. It's like you don't even know where it came from. It's like I wasn't even thinking on that. Why, why did it come? And then we start questioning, well, was this the enemy? Was this from me? Was this from God? You know, so, so now, again, we're all in confusion with everything that's happening in here. We're trying to distinguish what we're hearing, how we're hearing it, how to feel, how not to feel. Can you see where this battle, and, and it's, it's just a, a terrible place to be in if you're not a Christian? Because this is what people deal with every day out in the world. But we know who our hope is. So there's chemicals in our brain that control behavior. <laughs> dopamine is released. And with dopamine, it usually gives us positive experiences. It triggers our warm, fuzzy feelings, our thoughts. 
Um, it's the reasons why we crave chocolate and biscuits and gravy and chicken and noodles, you know, all those warm foods, you know, that's, that's what that, that, that chemical is doing. It's bringing us pleasure and satisfaction. It's, you know, it's just a reward for us. And this actually can also cause people to be alcoholics, can be addicted to drugs, and it can uh, affect those that are addicted to gambling because they get on this high, you know. And so, anyway, so in studying this, there's a competing chemical called cortisol. Okay, so cortisol is related, she's like, mm-hmm. Cortisol is actually related to your hormones and your stress levels. Whew! <laughs> I tell you what, I'm telling you, cortisol is a chemical in your brain that tends to flow more freely and it spurs negative thoughts. I thought that was interesting. So our brains love cortisol. And, but it is, it's good in a way because it helps us, uh, it's a fight or flight thing that cortisol will come. It, it also helps us um, if we're in danger, you know, things like that but it tends to store all of our negative events, all of our negative thoughts. That's where it's stored. It's stored in your mind. So the chemical war and the spiritual war in our brains is just heightened. And so when negative thoughts and words, uh, we need to recognize them, we need to take them captive, we need to make them obedient unto Christ as that scripture we just read. Another thing, we might be seeing someone in church having a conversation. They're in a group, and then all of a sudden you see one person looking at you. What's the first thing you think of? They're talking about me. I know they're talking about me. Cortisol. I'm telling you. It's, it's automatically, you go to that negative. Why do we go? Why don't we say, you know what? They're probably praying for me. <laughs> you know, something. But no, we have to we have to automatically go to this negative all the time. Uh, and so um the other thing, have you been around someone who just you're like this person is negative from the first time they wake, but I never. They all they do is complain, complain, complain. And guess what? Who wants to be around that? Most of the people you'll see, they're alone. Because people, that's the fight or flight. I got to get out of here. I can't handle all this negativity. And so that can happen in people. And so stress and anxiety can actually make a person sick. And, it, and because of everything that the, that's going on in their brains, because that activity begins to just increase and their focus is so much on the negative that they don't even think about the positive. That doesn't even enter their mind. Uh, like COVID, there's still people that won't leave the house. You know, they're scared. They won't come to church. Um, and it's also why two, there, there's also a point where there's two people will be looking at the same thing, but they're gonna respond differently. It isn't that the facts were wrong, but it's how they were seeing things and how they were perceiving things and what filter were they wearing when they are looking at this. So we're gonna look at some stories in the Bible about that. So we're gonna talk about uh, Moses, okay? So when Moses was leaving, uh, leading the Israelites into out of captivity, um, they were about to enter the promised land. So in Ezekiel 20, verse six, God had already searched out the land for them. 
He already told him it's a land flowing with milk and honey. It's the most beautiful of all lands. But they didn't but they didn't need to send the spies out. They didn't need to, but they did. So the people in Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 22 it says that the people suggested to Moses send spies out. So in Numbers 13 and 14 is where the story is. And so Moses, basically God told Moses, that, yeah, it's a good idea. This is how you're going to do it. So Moses sent out 12 spies to explore the land, and they explored it for 40 days. God told them how to do it. He said to take one man from every tribe. So 12 of them went out. They saw the same thing, but the reports were entirely different. Two of them came back and said, I'm going to paraphrase. It's beautiful. Look at these pomegranates. You know, look at these grapes. Look at these figs. It's a beautiful place. Let's do. God gave it to us. Let's go. We can do this. We can go and possess this land. Well, the other 10 came back and they're like, no, this place is dangerous. There are giants in the land. There's just no way. We're like grasshoppers. It's just, we just can't do this. Okay. It's so funny how two people saw with a different filter and then the other ones allowed fear to come in. And that's all they saw. And so, and they didn't even think of God in this. Hello, who has delivered you from all this time with the pillar of fire? Whoa, how stupid can you be, you know? And... uh, but anyway, but that was trying and testing of their faith as well. And so, but I think what happened with these 10 is because of their memory, they remembered what was happening with them in Egypt. They, they're remembering because they talked about all the wars and all the battles and, and all this stuff. And so they've got in their mind, nah, I don't want to die. This is not going to happen. You know, we're, we're not going to be victorious. And so they weren't looking at it from God's perspective. And they felt defeated immediately. And so they didn't weigh in that they are not doing this in their own strength. We can't, do, we can't go into battle with our own strength. We're going to be defeated every time. And so they went in there automatically defeated, forgetting that God was going before them. Uh, Joshua and Caleb, of course, we, they saw differently. They saw God as the one that was going to go in and fight for them. Because they said in this verse, it says, they said, don't be afraid, because they, they picked up the fear. They said, don't be afraid of the people. We can defeat them. They have no protection, nothing to keep them safe, but we have the Lord with us. Mm-hmm. So they were trying to persuade them. But the spies were so enraged by their positivity that they wanted to kill Joshua and Caleb because they're thinking, okay, if Moses listens to them, we're dead because we know we can't defeat them because they weren't even going into the battle with the right mind that they were winners and that God was fighting for them. And so they had so much fear in them. Um, Let's talk about unforgiveness. So unforgiveness um, is something that we choose to take hold of. It's, a, it's something that we choose not to release, okay? Whatever happened to you or me, we begin rehearsing that trauma, 
those words that were spoken and we get to the point where it's like I can't forgive them for that I can't forgive them for what they did and so you become so wounded so deeply that you can't even see how God is wanting us to forgive as he has forgiven us and because then we end up staying bound by that and we're captive we're held captive by that unforgiveness and I tell you what it puts us in a bad bad place and so in order to get free we have to be willing to uh, forgive because Jesus did it because guess what we didn't earn it and guess what even that other person whatever they did or said we need to forgive like Jesus freely gave and forgiveness opens the door for healing so if you need healed and you have unforgiveness you got to get that taken care of in order to move forward and get complete healing so let's talk about Adam and Adam and Eve I almost said Adam and Steve um, <laughs> Adam and Eve okay so they were living this perfect life in the garden of course and they were in even in their emotions during this time there's no fear no guilt no shame no sickness they were living their life they were walking with God um, but everything changed we know that they began rebelling against God because they were eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil so Genesis 3 7 reads we're gonna read from there it says at that moment their eyes were open and suddenly felt shame at their nakedness mm -hmm. so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day and they hid from the Lord among the trees of the garden and I was afraid fear because I was naked so I hid and he said who told you that you were naked guilt have you eaten from the tree that the that I commanded you not to eat from the man said the woman you put me here she gave me some fruit from the tree and ate it blame <laughs> so then the Lord said to the woman what is this that you have done the woman said the serpent deceived me and I ate and it goes on to say that God banished them from the garden he said an angel with a flaming sword going through to guard the tree of life so that no one could ever go and eat from that and live forever but notice this was the time that Eve finally got her name is when she was cast out of the garden that's when she got her name interesting huh yeah so shame fear guilt and blame we've been dealing with that since the time of Adam and Eve it's a, it's a weapon it's a device of the enemy that he wants to use but God had a redemption plan he sent Jesus his one and only son so that we wouldn't be separated and we would have eternal life through him so the Bible's filled with all kinds of stories of men and women uh, who walked where you and I have walked um, have struggled with the very same things that we've struggled with um, the journey that we have been placed upon this earth we some people have had hard lives some people had have had easy lives um, 
we have gone through times where we might have really painful memories, maybe losing, losing mothers and fathers, and as the older we get, children, uh, spouses, things like that. And, and it's so painful, the memories that just get embedded in our minds, and it's like a slideshow that keeps playing it over and over and over. And many times it becomes a torment, okay? Because it's like, because it, it brings you into a place where it's like you can't, you feel like you can't get victory over. And so we want to make sure that with every memory that we have that's, that's coming, there is not the shame, the guilt, the condemnation that the enemy wants to use against us because our story, God is creating it, and it's for his good, and I'm going to follow him and do his pleasure. And so if God continued to speak to Adam and Eve when they were cast out of the garden, how much more is he still talking with us because he loves us and he cares for us? And so we have to let him be our hope, our deliverer, our person that heals us during those times that we feel so wounded that we just are waiting for that scar. I heard someone say, you know, if, if you have a scar, that means you, the wound, there's healing. Because if you have an open wound, it's not healed. And so we need to get to the place where it's okay, because with Jesus, he had the scars. He had the open wounds, but then when he came back, he had the scars. And so he did that for us. And so we need to make sure that, that it's, if there's an open wound, say, God, I, I, need, I need this healed. I need to be able to look back at this and not let it hurt me so bad. But I can see this as something that you've taken me and progressed me to a place of healing. And I don't have to look back at it in a negative light or in a wrong light, but I can see it through your uh, perspective and your lens of healing. There was a, I saw a quote on Twitter that says, negativity sells. If you want to get people talking, give them something to complain about. How true is that? Because every negative thing that we hear, it wants to take root. It wants to take possession. It wants to be deposited in us to the point where once something is rooted, trust me, we've had weeds. You, you think you got it and it breaks off and you're like, mm, it makes me mad because then you know it's going to come right back up after it rains. And that's what happens. It's so many times stuff gets so rooted and then we think we're healed, but it's just, it's not, it just breaks off. And then we got to deal with it all over again. And so Gary Chapman also referred to words as bullets and our mouth as a gun. And so many times we have to be careful what we're saying, what we're speaking. Just because it comes in here doesn't mean it should come out here, you know? And so the Bible says we're snared by the words of our mouth, and that's in Proverbs 6.2. And snared means we're trapped. We're trapped. I think of my rooster because so many times when I wanted to catch him, I, I would trap him with this net so he couldn't, and he was entangled. He was entangled and he couldn't get out because I was trying to make him submit and behave, and that was a lost cause. But anyway, but we're snared by the words of our mouth, and we don't want the enemy to capture us like that. 
and hold us bound in, in, in this net of not being able to be freed and loosed. A, there was a survey taken from 21,678 high school students. They said 75% of those students reported feelings related to school were negative. Everything negative. There's so much news. They did a study, I think Barry may have shared it on Sunday, or I read it, I can't remember now. But they did one study where this newspaper decided, we'll just do positive. We'll just do positive articles. Guess what? It didn't sell. They couldn't sell any newspapers. No one was buying it. But the moment they started reporting the negative and all the bad things that were happening in the world, guess what? Whew, everybody wanted the paper. That's what people are drawn to, which seems so strange because I've turned the TV off. I, I can't listen to it. I didn't know what happened with Israel until someone told me on Sunday because we didn't listen to the news. Barry and I don't listen to it. I mean, sometimes I get on Facebook, so if there's a, a news article or something like that, then I might kind of know what's going on, but I had no idea what happened with Israel. had no clue. But we have chosen not to submerse our mind in all this because, you know, during the other elections and everything, it was riling us up. I'm sure in your homes, you got in some deep discussions. It's like when you talk politics, whew, the level of the tone goes up because it, it gets you in this state and, and it's really wrong. So, Society has placed so many ideals, beliefs. They've tried to influence our kids, our grandkids um, through commercials. I mean, there's so much Twitter, there's um, Facebook, there's uh, Snapchat. Um, I'll, I'll just say this, Brianna had told me um, Jade is in sixth grade. And uh, there was two girls, that are, one was sixth grade, one was seventh grade. They have Snapchat. They decided it was a good idea to send nude pics of themselves. And they're actually on the basketball team. Guess what? They played. They played last night. Nothing happened. Nothing happened to them. Um, Brianna kind of pointed out to me who they were. Okay, this is me. So, <laughs> so if something were, first of all, I wouldn't do that. But thinking about the emotion, I mean, was there any sorrow i mean my body is exposed now because here's the thing with snapchat they thought that it would go away no all you got to do is hit your camera boom take a picture of it now it's out there forever what you thought was gone is now getting spread so i don't know how this is affecting the girls but it doesn't act like it is affecting the girls because number one they're still on the basketball team no consequences uh, I, I was told because of who their parents are. <laughs> so, but see, this is part, it's like what in the world is possessing kids to do things like this? Our society has so infiltrated our kids and it's trying to influence them, it, even in their minds and everything, the way they look. And um, it was when we watched uh, Jay do cheer, Barry made a comment and said, Brianna, does the coach make them stick their butt out? 
<laughs> and Brandon goes, yeah. So when they're cheering, they always have to stick their butt out. But Barry noticed that immediately. It's, it's the weirdest thing, because we're like, we're looking at Jade, we're like, why is she, her, her back is like arched and her butt is sticking way out. So I'm telling you, what, what is being influenced in our kids of how to act and how to dress and how to, yeah, it's, it's just unbelievable. Um, speaking of Jade, there was a time where she just felt like she wasn't pretty. She just had a very poor self-image of herself. And, and you know Brian and Bree. They're always speaking into their kids' life. But, she, but at school, kids would say something negative to her. And it would just get in. And it took a root. And she just was always down on herself, always negative. And so Brianna started praying. And she's like, Brian, we got to come up with something. we got to fix this. Because it, it almost seemed like no matter what we're saying to her to build her up, that negativity from her peers have taken such a strong root in her. She can't, she can't get out of this. I mean, we, we can pray for her, but there, there's something that we got to do, something that we got to quicken to turn this around and to pull that up from the root. And so they began to pray about it, and they realized Jade hates doing chores. So <laughs> every time Jade would say something negative about herself, she had to go do a chore. After that chore, she had to sit down on a piece of paper and write four things positive about herself. Every time. And Brianna said it took a week. She was constantly writing a lot. She, she's like, I don't know what else to put on here, you know? Because, she, because then she was realizing how negative she was becoming. Sometimes we don't even realize how negative we are. And so that immediately, when she started catching herself, and she'd go, oh. And then she'd just walk over to the jar, because she knew she did it. <laughs> it was hilarious, you know? And she's like, okay, I'm beautiful. God made me. You know, she'd write all these things down. But uh, the other thing that Brianna decided to do, too, is as soon as you, she walks in her room, there's a, they put a little um, vinyl up on the wall, and it says, I am the daughter of a king who is not moved by the world. For my God is with me, goes before me. I do not fear because I am his. And they told her, every time you walk in your room, you're going to read that. Yes. You're going to read that. And I'll tell you what, she has come so far. Like I said, she's on the cheerleading squad. She has such confidence. She... Um, she's happy that's the one thing you can tell if, if your grandkids aren't happy it's probably because they don't feel good good about themselves or there's something that has taken that root that's caused their their mood and so we as grandparents we need to build those kids up we need to build them and, and remind them who they are in christ and who god says they are and it doesn't matter about the world they're not in this world we're in it but we're not of it we don't have to confess for, you know, confine and, and confirm to the, all the things of the world. We don't have to be like that. We're going to be different. We're going to be that light that's shining. We're going to be that person that's attracting other kids to Jesus. He created us and her perfectly, wonderfully made. The word of God and the scriptures have to become louder than the unbelief and the lies that are in here. 
she loves the Lord. She knows he created her. And they say that a healthy balance between a negative and a positive is four to one. So you need four positive interactions for every negative. So you need to think, do I, have to, do I, do I want to work that hard <laughs> to get that negative out? I worried about my kids growing up at different times that um, didn't know if they would serve God, but I, uh, I got a word from the Lord and from someone I just walked into a church. They didn't even know me. And I sat in the back. They were having youth. I, I just thought they had a Wednesday night service, but they didn't. And I remember when my twins were little, and I just sat there silently praying, and that pastor stood up at the front, and he said, God wants me to tell you, you don't have to worry about your kids. They're going to serve God. And I just weeped. And I cried. But I held on to that promise. And I'll tell you what, they're all in the ministry. They're all serving God. And the enemy wants to throw these things at us so many times that, you know, your, your, your kid's not going to serve God. Your, your kid's not going to do this. No, it, it says in the Word of God, as for me and my house... We will serve the Lord. And so that's what we got to battle with. we got to battle the word of God because it's life. It's, it's health. It's wholeness. It's the truth. Um, looking at the time here. Barry sh shared a couple weeks ago. that I don't know if many of you were here with the photos. One was uh, a person that kind of was just you know, like this. And the other person was a... Um, miss america or something and they said you know who who looks more depressed and they're like well yeah obviously the lady's like like this well our perception made us think that that's what it was but in reality that person was a motivational speaker the woman who was miss america she was the one that committed suicide because of depression you look at Robin Williams, one person who always makes you know people laugh. Um, you know, there's there's so much hidden um, that people try to hide, try to mask. But all these thoughts that are going in their head that they're not good enough, and so they take their lives. Past traumas have lasting effects. I know we talked a little about about the news um, and why. We don't watch it because to see Joe Biden fall up the stairs just one more time is just you know, trying to figure out what he's saying. You know, it's, it's hard because it automatically takes us to the negative about him. I mean, I'm sure we've all done that. We've spoke negatively about him and especially what's happening now with Israel. You know, but we have to, I have to purpose in my heart now to say, God, I know that he's, he's got to be a great grandfather. He's got to be a great man, you know, to his wife. He may have been losing it here, but God, he's still the commander-in-chief. And we need to pray and bless him and pray that within everything of his memory that God's depositing his words in his mind. And so we need to look at that and quit looking at it as a negative because I have been guilty of that. The Bible says that we're a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, we have been made new. That's in 2 Corinthians 
Again, Romans 12, 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. It means we need to interpret life through the lens of God's word and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Rather than our own experiences, our traumas, and our wounds, and the opinions of other people. Yeah, that's a sermon in itself right there. It says Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So we've got to choose what we're listening to. We've got to choose what we're speaking. We've got to choose who's influencing our life. We can choose to live by the power and the authority and the truth of the word of God, or we can choose to live as the world wants us to live. Do you want to release more dopamine? <laughs> the Bible says to think on the things that are lovely, are true, are pure, of good report, admirable. Anything excellent, praiseworthy. Think about those things. More dopamine. They also say there's an increasing amount of evidence that singing and worshiping releases endorphins, serotonin, and dopamine. It's the happy chemicals. It boosts our mood and makes us feel good. Singing together as a group, as corporate, it will boost our immune system and fights our illnesses. It will help with depression. Because it says in Proverbs 17:22, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Okay? But a broken spirit drieth bones. So I tell you, if you're if you're in a place, get Turn some worship music on. I'll skip this. Negative thoughts can try and fill your mind. It can consume what's happening in your bodies. Fear. I've been there. I had fear. Um, you know, they want to do an MRI to rule out that I have a brain tumor. Fear. Fear can come in. You know, and I have to stop and look at the filter and say, I, I see the image of Jesus. I, I know who I am. He's already healed me. Every infirmity known to man... Even the lab-created COVID, Jesus nailed to the cross. Everything that he did, he's given us power. He lives in me. He lives in you. And it says we're seated with him in heavenly places. So if I'm seated with him in heavenly places, there's no sickness. I'm healed. I'm walking in complete healing. I'm healed, resisting sickness. So I'm going to close with this because this was a little prayer that I wrote. And we can all come in agreement with this, but it says, Today I choose to take every negative thought and attitude captive. I have the mind of Christ and it is positioned above every thought from the enemy. It's being destroyed by the blood of Jesus that covers my mind. I choose to walk in forgiveness and experience unspeakable joy full of glory. I choose to speak those things that are good, acceptable, and I choose to believe the word of God and what it says about me. 
When I look at myself in the mirror, I will see myself as a daughter of the Most High King who loves me and chose me and will always be with me. I will not be influenced by the things of this world, but I'm going to be transformed by the renewing of my mind, listening and meditating on the life-giving word of God. My thoughts will be God's thoughts, and I will speak life and truth, and my weapon is the word of God, and it is powerful and it's effective. I will walk and experience the fullness of God. I choose to move forward one step at a, one step at a time. I may have scars, but that tells me the wound is closed and healing is complete. I choose to hold on to the very hand of Jesus who bore my pain and agony on an old rugged cross. His death brought victory and I know he has finished the work and healing that is needed for my life. I choose to not allow my circumstances and those negative thoughts to be my identity. I choose to run to him, my refuge and strength. When things seem out of my control, I have been set free. I am no longer shackled by negativity and condemnation. I will not allow fear, shame, blame, or guilt control my mind or my mood. I will not quit because even in the darkest times, I know who is fighting for me. Ephesians 6.12 reminds me that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers, it's against the authorities, it's against the powers of this dark world, and it's against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Remember, we are not alone, and God can navigate through those voices. He is in control of my mind, my thoughts, and my feelings, and I choose to hear the voice of what God is saying. God, help us to recognize when something negative is spoken so that we can cast it down and it becomes an arrow that falls to the ground and doesn't make impact. We are here to build one another up in the Lord, speak life, and declare his goodness in our lives today. Amen. Amen.